Anything beautiful is worth protecting. Anything beautiful, anything good, anything holy is worth protecting. We all instinctively know this. Imagine for a moment an art gallery. And in this art gallery, filled with so much beautiful art, there is one particular painting which is the world's finest masterpiece. It's the most gorgeous work of art ever produced, and nothing will ever match its perfection ever again. It's pure. It's radiant. It's glorious. It's beautiful. And it deserves to be protected. Now, imagine that a bunch of evil people really hate this beautiful masterpiece for some reason, and they are actively trying to destroy it. They want to come in, and they want to splash paint all over this work of art and try to make it ugly. They want to rip the canvas apart and smash its frame to pieces. They want to ruin this beautiful and good and holy masterpiece. Don't you think that the artist of this masterpiece would want to prevent those evil people from doing such a terrible thing to this work of art? Don't you think the artist would try to protect, with everything that he has, this masterpiece? Of course he would. Of course. Well, God's masterpiece happens to be a very special lady. Mary, the mother of God. That's what we're celebrating today as an entire church. The Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. She is God's most beautiful work of art. Preserved from the least stain of sin. The slightest wrinkle. Why would God do this? This amazing masterpiece from the moment of her conception in her mother's womb. Well, he did this because God loved Mary so much that he wanted her to be the handmaiden of his very own. He handcrafted this perfectly prepared vessel for God's only begotten son to come into this broken and hateful world. But as we already said, anything beautiful, good, and holy, any true masterpiece ought to be, needs to be, deserves to be protected. And thankfully, the Immaculate Virgin was given just that. She was given a protector, a humble and loving guardian, a fierce and holy knight to fight off any would-be attackers, to fend off those who really did hate her and her son Jesus. His name is Joseph. Now maybe at this point you're thinking, Father, this is the Immaculate Conception. This is Mary's day. You should be talking about Mary. Well, the funny thing about Mary is, is that she always reflects, right? She always points away from herself. And she wants to share with us this man named Joseph 
who protected her and loved her and guarded her in a way that nobody else was capable of doing. Joseph's job was to protect God's ultimate masterpieces, Mary and Jesus. The entire story of salvation had been building up to this moment from the very beginning of creation. We heard about it in our first reading, didn't we? From the Garden of Eden itself. Adam, the first man, he failed in his mission to protect his bride. Remember, both Eve and her husband Adam were created sinless. They were originally in right relationship, right friendship with God who created them. But then the devil, the terrible and the wicked and hateful serpent, somehow managed to catch Eve off guard and alone. He cornered her into a conversation that would lead her eventually to freely disobey her God, thereby inviting sin and disorder and death into the whole of creation. It would be easy, though, for us just to blame Eve. After all, she was the one who chose to listen to the snake, wasn't she? She decided to take the fruit. But I think the question that we should be asking also is this. Where was Adam? Where on earth was Adam? God himself asked that question, right? Adam, where are you? Adam, men, where are you? Where on earth was Adam? Where was Eve's husband? What was he even doing? It was his job to help protect this gift that he was given from God himself, Eve. It was his job to help protect this garden of purity and love, this garden of God's goodness and beauty, this masterpiece. But he's nowhere to be found. He's absent and unavailable. Adam, unfortunately, missed his chance to step up and be truly heroic, to protect his bride when it mattered most. Now fast forward to the New Testament. And now we, Christians, call Mary, the mother of Jesus, the new Eve, don't we? The new Eve. But this time, God gave the new Eve a husband who, unlike Adam, would serve diligently to protect this precious, immaculate creation. Mary was given a man who would not wimp out, who was not absent when he was needed the most. How often in our godless and fatherless culture today do men sadly abandon their post? How often do they check out in our culture today? How often are women, strong and capable in so many beautiful ways, how often are they left to fend for themselves in isolation, without a helpmate, without somebody supporting them and guarding them lovingly? This is not the way God designed it to be. And Joseph, whose year we complete today, by the way, The year of St. Joseph ends officially today. Joseph is a firm, solid, and humble model for us to look to. Joseph shows us 
what true masculinity actually looks like in practice. Father Don Calloway says that St. Joseph's manhood was like a protective shield, a protective cloak for the Blessed Virgin. No man or beast could do any harm to the Virgin because St. Joseph stood attentive and ready to defend her, even to the point of death. Think about it. Joseph was the one who protected Mary from the slightest trace of shame or harm when she was found to be unexpectedly pregnant. Joseph was the one who guarded Mary and Jesus in the womb as they traveled to Bethlehem and looked all over the place for a safe place for the Savior of the entire world to be born on Christmas night. Joseph was the one at the warning of the angel in his dream. He was the one who took the Holy Family into a foreign country, into Egypt, to protect them from King Herod, who was actively trying to kill Jesus. I think that Joseph knows better than anybody else that anything that is beautiful, anything that is good, anything that is holy, is worth protecting. And he stepped up in an amazing way. So what about us? How does this affect you and me today? Well, for one thing, you are worth protecting. Every single one of you and you together as the church, as the body of Christ, you are precious and good in the eyes of the living God. The Lord loves you so much. He is the artist who handcrafted you and wants to protect you now. So wouldn't that mean that St. Joseph is here to protect all of us too? If we're worth protecting and God entrusted to Joseph of all people the protection of his only begotten son, wouldn't God assign him as the guardian of us as well? Absolutely. And the church seems to agree. In fact, 151 years ago on this very day, Blessed Pope Pius IX named St. Joseph the patron of the universal church. That means that he is the patron saint of the entire Catholic church. He is the guardian assigned by God to protect and shield all of us from evil and from destruction. We are all vulnerable. We can't defend ourselves by our own strength. We won't last one second if we are left alone. But just as once he protected Mary and Jesus, now Joseph protects the church. What a great model we have in St. Joseph. He is the guardian of the Immaculate Conception. And so, women, I just want to say here and now that you deserve men in your life who are like St. Joseph. Your boyfriends, your husbands, your brothers in the Lord, they ought to be strong and chivalrous, courteous and selfless, absolutely willing to sacrifice anything to protect your heart, to help you to be holy, and to guide you along the path to heaven. I encourage you, don't settle for anything less in men. 
Expect great things from the men in your life. Raise them up and hold them to high standards. Set good, pure boundaries. And if they are not man enough to respect those boundaries, then I'm sorry to have to say this, but they're probably not worth your time. Men, I exhort you to be true men, to be fathers, not bachelors. Step up to the plate like St. Joseph did. Claim the honor and the virtue that God does want you to have. Protect what is beautiful and good in this world. Freely sacrifice the passing pleasures all around us. Don't waste yourselves on things that will hurt your own heart and the hearts of the women and children that you're supposed to be humbly protecting. I encourage you, accept the mission God is giving you to be protectors after the heart of St. Joseph. The world will tell you that you don't have to. The world will say, nah, you don't have to worry about that at all. You can't control yourself anyways. You don't have to take responsibility. You don't have to guard or protect anyone or anything. They're fine on their own. They can handle it themselves. You don't have to do any of that. Slack off. Take care of yourself. Take it easy. Be comfortable. And too often, we listen to those voices that draw us to ease and comfort. And the world applauds our abdication. All of that is a lie. And it won't make any of us happy. So reject that attitude in the humility of the gospel. Reject it and claim responsibility instead. Remember, everything good, beautiful, and holy is worth protecting. And so on this evening, I pray that St. Joseph, the patron of the Universal Church and the guardian of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, may guard and protect each one of us, the entire body of Christ, Holy Mother Church, and may his example and intercession inspire us to follow Jesus Christ and make him the absolute center of our lives.